0: I'm so proud of you guys for being here. I'm so proud of the way that this church has, um, I don't think I've ever been more proud of the way that this church has served each other, has been cutting limbs, cooking food, offering hot showers, working at OBU, working in neighborhoods. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to be your pastor. I'm proud of this town. There is a prevailing question in the world constantly, but in Shawnee right now and probably among the church, and it's this. Where is God in the middle of something like this? We're gonna read this scripture together, and it's gonna reassure us of exactly where God is. Psalm 46, will be on the screen. Let's read it together. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah. This is the word of the Lord. You guys can have a seat. This is going to be, this is going to be quick. And one thing that we need to celebrate now and we need to celebrate later is we're going to get to baptize somebody at the end of this service. So that's pretty awesome. Uh That is the question. I mean, people are asking a lot when disaster strikes. It's like, where is God? A lot of you guys have been asking that maybe. Uh, For the Christian, there's a different answer. And uh, for the world, there's a different answer. We live, listen, I don't have to tell you guys this, we didn't need a tornado to tell us that we live in a very anxious society. The whole world is chasing its tail with how to get money, hopefully enough money will keep us from facing the reality that we all face, which is this, we're all gonna die. (laughs) It's, that's going to happen and also eternity is staring us in the face. If we can maybe just do stuff in our life to get us to the place where we can live life and feel like we can forget that sort of thing, that creates anxiety in this entire world. And we all have faced that. We all, have been, we all live in a culture that swims in those waters. There's no anchor. There's no anchor. There's nothing to anchor people when things happen in life which the Bible calls storms, which inevitably come, real storms and then weekly storms. Bank account's not where I need it to be or job's not what I want it to be or husband and wife were supposed to fulfill me to the uttermost and they didn't, they haven't. Kids are supposed to fulfill me to the uttermost and they didn't, they haven't. And so when storms come, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? I'm not even trying to be cliche today. I'm just telling you the Bible talks a lot about storms. God has a lot to say about storms and God has been involved a lot in storms. Where is God in the middle of storms? Where is he? Psalm 46 says he is our refuge and our strength. Anybody in the room feel like they need refuge and strength? And where is God, and when he's our refuge and strength, that's good, that sounds ethereal, but where's God in the flood water, you know? Where is he on the roof? Where is he in the middle of chaos and anxiety when I'm in the basement? And when, I've talked to several members today that are, that are today, throughout this week, that, are, that have really struggled at just like, the anxiety that came on us in an instant going like, I don't know who's alive or not. I don't know what my house looks like. I don't know what OBU looks like. I don't know, there's an anxiety that settles in. Thank God that we, in this community, we've been kept safe. Where is God in the middle of that stuff? I know where God is at and I want you to know it today because you have something to offer the world that the world desperately needs. You know where God's at when a flood comes? He's in the flood water. He is in the chaos. You know where he's at when a roof gets blown off? He's up on the roof with people. You understand what I'm saying? You know where he's at? He's a very present help in a time of trouble. And for the Christian, that means a whole nother thing. That means a whole nother thing because you have now and you have always had what the whole world needs, tornado or not, and they need it right now more than anything. And that's this. The peace of Christ. The world needs peace. People with no roofs need peace. OBU, I mean, you name it, this town needs peace. Christian, if you are a Christian in the room, you have it. You have what the Bible says in Philippians four, is a peace that passes all understanding. I love, I'm gonna go there I don't. I apologize, I don't have this on the screen. Um, Philippians four, four through seven says this. Listen to these words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Why? Because the Lord is at hand, he's working. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Here's what God will send his peace to do. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. I mean, if there, in my life, It's like if I hear a sermon like this, sometimes I'll think, yeah, I know I'm supposed to have peace, but I don't know, you know. That sounds good, Pastor, but how do I get the peace that you're talking about? And then I feel shame that I don't have the peace that you're, and here's what I would propose to you today is this. Um, Maybe we should just follow the system of Philippians four, four through seven. Start by going, God, thank you for what you've done for me. I don't feel it, but I wanna thank you for what you've done and then do the thing that's so hard for us. Be people of prayer. People that pray and say, God, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give joy to you. I, I don't have a lot to give, but I'm trying to do what Philippians 4 says and all things in prayer and supplication, joyfully make your requests known to God. And then you know what happens? Then God, who is the general of our lives, he runs, he runs peace according to this. According to Psalms, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my my life. Right now it says God will send, he will delegate his peace to do what? To stand on guard for your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We need it, man. We need it. I need it. Your neighbors need it. And maybe not your immediate neighbors, but your neighbors in Shawnee and around this town. We need something different. We need something different, and you have it, Christian. You have it. Peace that passes understanding. There are so many stories in the Bible about God and and storms. There's so many stories about the way he interacted with them. I've just been reading this week, reading last night. Um, This doesn't have to do with a storm. There was a guy, which you've heard his name before in the Old Testament, named Jehoshaphat which there, if, you know, if you're trying to figure out what to name your kids, that's a, that's a good one, parents. You go ahead and start there. And uh, he's surrounded by armies, and he's just like, there's no way, uh, there's no way out. And he kind of gets to the end of his rope, which some of us are here today. And he basically says this. He says, God, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That's the, that's the look of despair for the Christian. To go, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, but I bet you God does. I'm just going to look to him. There's multiple other stories in the Bible. I mean, I'm just thinking about in Job, when Job was in the craziness, the chaos of his life, lost every single thing. I mean, he lost way more than anybody here combined, all of his family, pretty much all of his friends, every single thing he owned. Job's going, where is God? And God comes to Job. And I love this because God doesn't like come just strolling up. In the middle of chaos, in the middle of storm, it says God comes out of the whirlwind. That's God. He's not absent from the whirlwind. And in the moment, Job doesn't get an answer to his life, he doesn't get an answer to his suffering, but what he does is he gets God. And for him, that calmed the storm and shut down his anxiety, he goes, I'm just bowing to worship you. We need God, we need his presence and power. That's what we need, we need the peace of Christ. On, on the sea, the disciples are pushed out on the sea. This massive storm comes. Jesus is not with them. You know what the Bible, how the Bible talks about the sea and the storm? It says basically this, that the seas represent chaos. And in Job, you see this representation of chaos. There's a, there's a creature in the chaos, in the waters called Leviathan, which for us, it, it, chaos means hell. It means ultimate death. It means the monster of hell, that means the one who oversees the seas, it would have been the thing that is the most scary. And in the middle of chaos, the storm is raging. You know what Jesus does? Come on now. Jesus walks on water and puts chaos under his feet. And then he does, and another time he's in the boat, he's sound asleep, he's storming, he wakes up And he says to the storm, what does he say? He says, peace, be still. I mean, there is, he's the one that has authority to do that. So we have have so much work to do, but there is nothing more important for you today. If you follow Christ, there's nothing more important for us to do today than to do the work of peace, to follow Philippians four, to be people of prayer. You've got projects to do. And I love it, man, we, we, we just, we started right away, you know, this church and the whole town, I was blown away um, how in 24 hours there was like so many limbs cut. We probably set world records, I mean, it was crazy. Talking to city officials, they're like, we cannot believe how fast we cleared some of these houses. It's been incredible. Um, but I just, for us, for the Christian, we need to offer our chainsaws, we need to offer our hands, we need to offer our homes and our shop, we need to keep doing that, we need to offer our food. But the thing that we, that we have that nobody else does, that is the most important thing, we need to offer our prayers. We need to offer the peace of Christ. We need to offer the gospel to people. Because you know what? We could rebuild every house within an hour. We could put this town right back exactly the way it was, wipe it from our memory, and at some point there's gonna be another storm and it might not look like this one but it's just <laughs> there's gonna be something else happens and it'll remain the same for all of us. Everybody needs Jesus. They need him. They need the peace of Christ and you have it. You have it. I, I love to think about it this way if, when it comes to doing work our jobs are this. Prayer comes first. If you were able to Sort of label them, categorize them. We do the work of prayer first. Let's be people of prayer. Let's realize that biblically speaking, prayer is, uh, moves mountains. It's like that prayer is the thing. Like we don't have the hands to move mountains, but prayer does. So let's be people of prayer. Let's be dedicated to it. Prayer work first and then people. We pray for them and then we we meet with and offer and hug and say I love you and I've got hot meals and I've got whatever and tell me do you need a tarp, do you need a chainsaw, do you need help people work? And then after that is projects. Prayer, people, and projects. Because what you have to offer is the treasure in the field. Do you know the story of the man that Jesus talks about, parable about a man who finds a treasure in a field and he doesn't just go digging up the field he actually goes and sells everything he owns to buy the whole field so that he gets the treasure that is the christian life this thing is so valuable i give me ev- i'll give everything away to have this thing and i want to make sure i've got this thing because it's the most valuable thing of all time give me all the property around it as well i want that <laughs> you have that you have that christian Prayer work, people, and then projects. Anxious world needs a peaceful God. So today, I wanna invite you to pray. I wanna invite you to meet with people. I wanna invite you to keep working. And I also know that probably in this room, there's people that maybe have never trusted Jesus. Maybe you're not, a Christian, maybe, maybe you, or maybe you, you would say, well, I think I might be just because of the town that I live in, I consider myself to be a Christian, but maybe you have never laid down your life and said, I wanna follow Christ, I need him to save my soul, I can't actually save myself. Maybe that's several of you in the room, I have no idea. But uh, what I'm telling you today is the truth. Now, I'm not, I, I promise you, I'm not making this up, I'm telling you the truth. There is a, Christ, there is a God, there's one God, and he really does offer us salvation, life, and peace. And you're never, ever, ever gonna find it anywhere else. You need him. You need the peace of Christ today. We'd love to talk with you about Jesus if that's you. Um, we've got resources available for you guys. We're gonna give you a little more information later on about that. You've got neighbors in need. You've got maybe some, even some of you some family in need. Uh, what I wanna do right now before we baptize is I wanna spend just a little bit of time doing, doing a quick prayer for those people that you know are in need. And then also pray for the people that are on your row and just pray, Lord, would you make us a people of peace? Would you make us a people of people and a people of then projects? Help us get to work, but help us get to work in the right way. Can we do that together? Let's pray.